0: and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast.
2: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the fallout bar. And what a night show we have in store for you guys. I took one night off, but oh, my God, I've missed all the drama. And then, pow, we are back with a bang. My name is Jack gobby and I am joined by the amazing Charlie and Luke. Boys, have you got your breath back yet?
1: That was, yeah, it was pretty amazing, mate, to be honest. What a night of darts. I... I, struggle. I just keep finding reasons why I love the sport so much. I mean, tonight was incredible and wow, that, that, that will live in my memory for a long, long time. What a night of darts.
2: Yeah, Luke, luckily for you, you weren't writing a report for this because Charlie let me into a little secret off camera before we started this. <laughs> He'd already written heartbreak for Fallon Shero in the report <laughs> and quickly had to press the delete button because he didn't think it was happening.
0: So, I think that means we've got Charlie to thank them for that result, haven't we? He's tempted to fail. It was unbelievable. Honestly, you'll not see a better finish than that probably for the rest of the year. Maybe it's not even next year. It was absolutely unbelievable. Really impressed. To be honest, I envy Lee a lot when I see him at the darts. But tonight, I really envied him because what a night that was to watch live. Oh,
2: mate. The boy just gets about, doesn't he? A, <laughs> there was a, where's the comment gone? I want to flash it up on screen. It's definitely a little bit too far behind now for me to find it. There it is, Lee throwing serious <laughs> shape. All right, the man's been everywhere. I thought I'd seen enough of his mug doing this and seeing him on camera the other night, but no, he returned with a jazzy shirt once again, giving it the big raw. Um, Lee boys absolutely like that. Um, hello to everybody in the chat room. There's plenty of you about tonight, so please do keep your comments, keep your chat coming in, and please don't forget to like and share um, and subscribe and, and all of that jazz before we get into all of the action. uh, Special hello to all of the people in the pub. that I've forgotten what the name is. Uh, The Billingham Catholic, Dan from the team, has whacked it on on his TV screens, (laughs) but has been desperate to see us. Yeah, I don't quite believe that, mate. I think that's just you. But here we are, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in. Whoever dropped the pint, I hope you got a fresh one Um, (laughs) and you're enjoying all of the action. boys for the last couple of nights we've tried to streamline this show a little bit and and go in a specific order and we've just reviewed group by group we're not going to do that tonight because you know there's a couple of things that they were just a little bit more exciting than the rest of the evening so what we're going to do we're going to work in sort of reverse order but we're going to start with a penultimate game first because quite obviously Fallon Sherrick has just done something ridiculous once again she just doesn't know when she's beat she doesn't know when to stop producing these moments in arguably one of the best 170 checkouts we are ever going to see Charlie I know I've just done you dirty for it but mate how good was it
1: yeah look to be honest mate I I, could, I remember writing it and, I, and as soon as Fallon hit that 170 I thought I've, I've literally put her in to do to do, <laughs> to win this game um I, I had to change quite a few of the of, of the ways that I had the the report going, but yeah what a what a game I mean Look, the the break early doors. I thought that that could be the the leg that kills her off. But she kept fighting. She kept within arm's lengths of Clemens, and that one seventy. When I bet when well, you see Clemens in the back having a bit having water, and I bet in his mind he thinks, I bet this goes. I guarantee this will go. And the celebrations in the end. I'll be watching back that now for the rest of the night. Um, you know that that will go down in the history books for for a long, long time. Yeah, look, the, the fight back from 3-1 down, the, the fact that she was defending a
2: 5-3, so anything, if, if Clemens gets to 4, that's it, she's done. The fact that it happens at that moment, absolutely superb. Uh, the 1-4-1 one, one, to get back in it a little bit earlier than that as well. But Wayne Mardle said something off screen apparently, but he's brought it up on commentary, and it, it's a line that I absolutely love to use whenever we talk about anything in dart and sport in general is fairy tales only happen in sport. They do not happen in real life you only get these stories in sport and some things are just meant to be. She's just got that gift, hasn't she?
0: I've read so many times today on Twitter. It is as if it's scripted, and you, and you think there's no way she's going to hit that. There was no way that was going to happen. It's as if someone is literally sat behind the camera writing these. It's just absolutely unbelievable. I completely agree. Look, it is it is an absolute fairy tale that she hit both the 141 and the 170. But she's just got the gift, and Lisa Ashton plays well, and and she can get on the floor and play unbelievable. But Fallon's got the gift to do it on the stage, and she just is not phased by the cameras. I think, to be honest, you might have booked us up a little bit of a spot in the Premier League there, but we'll see. We we, can't mention (laughs)
2: P-Word yet. You know how there's only 12 days of Christmas? I refuse to mention the P-Word. until (laughs) our players' championship, Okay, Then be the rules when I'm in charge. Phil might do things differently. Lee might do things differently. But no P-Word unless it's me arguing that James Wade should be in it. Because he still should be in it, even after (laughs) tonight. Um, Yeah, Fallon Sherrick completes the victory. I'm hoping hoping we're gonna have a video for to play you very very shortly i can see somebody sneaking around in the background of our software so i'm hoping if i manage to spin this out long enough what's about to happen is i'm about to play you fallon Sherrock talking in a post-match press conference because that's what we really need first bill see you working away um let's talk about who she's got next while we're waiting for this because it's not putting under too much pressure but hopefully we'll get able to get up in a second um charlie we've seen this story before she does something epic in the first round faces menor sudrovic
1: in the second round he must be dreading this moment deja vu isn't it for um for those two but look Mensur was impressive tonight and we'll talk about his game he was really impressive tonight especially his doubling um in his game so it's not going to be easy for her i think she'll be happy with the draw she'll have know she'll know what she's got to do to to beat him um, and there's, not, there's an opportunity that she can make more history by, by going even further. But that should be a really good game between the two.
2: It really, really should. Let's touch on this comment from Lee Seymour. Does there come a point where we stop talking about Fallon breaking the ceiling and just give her respect as a great dark player? She has such a great winning mentality. Her snarl is awesome. Joe Cullen touched on something very, very similar in his um, interview as well. That one is available on our YouTube channel. Not sure we're going to get a clip of that one. But he talks about how the stigma of men facing lady or female dark players is starting to drop off now. It's becoming a little bit more normalised. Uh, without being disrespectful, there was still a point three to five years ago where if any tour card holder were to lose to the likes of Lisa Ashton, Anastasia Dobromyslova, roslova Valen Sherrick, They still would have been ridiculed for it. That just wasn't happening anymore because of the success of Lisa and Fallon, Luke.
0: Yeah, I think we appreciate their quality now. Let's be honest, they're easily good enough to beat the men. Lisa's shown it all year on tour and Fallon's shown it every time she's performed on the TV, the the Nordic Darts Masters, the Grand Slam and uh, and the World Championship as well. So we're getting to the point now where it's more about how far can she go, not who can she beat. And I think that's going to be interesting. Look, if she won a World Championship... Are we going to all ignore the fact that it's the first woman to win a world championship? No, I don't think we are. And I don't think it's ever going to completely disappear. But we are appreciating that she's good enough to beat anyone. So realistically, does it matter whether she's a woman or not? No, it doesn't. And it's just brilliant to see her do it on stage.
2: We are indeed. And just like that, boys, we have a clip of Fallon's interview to play. we managed to spin it out for long enough. We shouldn't have told people that's what we were doing. Nobody would have been none the wiser, but here is Fallon Sherrick talking in a post-match press conference.
1: No, not really. I, I, I'm still coming down to air from it. Um, I, I genuinely, do you know what, I don't even know what I've just done. Like, I'm not being funny. I literally, I thought when he got to the three legs, I was like, well, he's got three legs now, You might as well just play and just try and win the game off. Uh, but, you know, to take out 170 to win, I was like, oh, my balls aren't normally that good. But I just have a habit of hitting bullseye now to win games. And I'm like, okay, where are you normally? But
2: where are you normally indeed but she's back as she is into the next round boys we are going to have to move on we can't sit here and talk about fallon all night but chat room do keep your comments and issues uh chat coming in um, and if you do want to see that full interview head over to our youtube channel after we finish this show we don't want you going anywhere just yet because you're going to miss out on all this amazing conversation we're having and top of the draw cutting edge punditry that that's what we do here at online darts not watch me readjust my seat and dress in a dodgy jumper because i've been lounging around for the last four hours no that's not what we do at online darts we deliver top quality shows and performances here before we do move on boys i've managed to sneak this in and i hope this gets a little bit of a cheer Uh, we're about to disappear or partly disappear But this is the aforementioned pub I mentioned earlier. Dan from the team has got us on all seven screens in the pub, folks. There you are watching us in the background. Thank you very, very much. Honestly, my head has never looked so big. But, you know, that's just the way that things go. Um, Game number two, then, folks. No interview ready for this one just yet because it was the last game of the evening, Luke. And I believe we have just seen the best performance we've seen for Gary Anderson all year.
0: Yeah, he looked absolutely clinical from the moment he stepped on stage. You know, the break in the first leg, break in the third leg. Obviously, to be honest, he did look a bit shaky when he got rebroken by Barneveld. But yeah, he's very, very solid. Treble 20 hitting was absolutely spot on tonight. And he really looked like he was determined. I think they mentioned it before on, on telly. And I think to be honest, it was quite accurate. He is out there to beat the big players, and having Van der back there just give him that impetus to go out and smash him. And it was it was a really impressive performance. I think if if that Anderson turns up against Van Gerwen, then he's got real problems. But really dispatched, a, 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 to be honest, a quite a good rim of Van der You know, a ninety-eight average. He was playing well. He, he was rolling quite well, but one hundred and three, you can't fault him.
2: That was my next point. The Barney had played pretty well himself, 98 average, but Gambler just seems to have these moments, Luke, where he's either very, very hot or very, very cold. We've seen him struggle earlier in the week. It's it's no surprise that when he is firing in these these monster averages, 103.8 it was this evening, that his double percentage severely increases because when he has struggled on TV this year, and in the last 18 months or so, it tends to have been with a finishing percentage lower than 25%. 55% tonight, 5 of 9. And like Luke
0: just said, he was clinical. I mean, every time he looked at tops, you knew it was going in. That was, you literally, the camera didn't even need to pan up on the tops because we knew what was happening. He was, he was absolute laser sight on the air on the doubles tonight. He was really, really impressive. And I do think Van Gurwen, maybe he'll say that he wasn't watching that, but if he was, then he's going to be a little bit worried.
2: He will indeed as i said no interview for this one and what i've just managed to do boys is live darts data or whichever one that i'm watching on just updates at this time of night to lose the order of games that we've just watched <laughs> i can't remember where we were going to go next anyone know what game we we're going to go to next
1: we're going in uh, reverse order we weren't we're we going peter right next we yeah, are going, going to... Peter
2: Wright next why not because i love a bit of snake bite and that one is also <laughs> on my screen um, look, plaudits go to Falun for a performance, but Snakebite does top Group E after a 5 0 victory. Mike Decker probably should have gotten over the line last night, but fluffed his lines in that decider against Gabriel Clemens, Charlie. Um, but a clinical 5 0 victory over Mike De Decker sees Snakebite through. And twice this year, he's promised he's going to win a tournament. Twice this year,
1: he's gone on to do it. He's done it a third time, can he? Don't see why not. Um, it's just whether he's got the game to, to sort of continue to perform, especially when he comes up against the informed players like MVG or, or whoever he may come up against. I mean, Laura Turner said before the game was on that Mike Deck has the game to, to beat Snake Bite, um, but tonight it wasn't there. I mean, you know, only 1 180 from Snake Bite and an 88.1%. On average, it wasn't you know a standout from him, but he got the job done, and that's what he needed to do. Um, it'll give him confidence as well because he's not been in the best of form recently. Um, but hey, look, he can go all the way. There's no reason why not. He just needs to peak at the right time.
2: Yeah, and he's just got that art. Luke, he's he's back to some form of straight darts, but we have seen three different barrels in three different matches this week. He, he just can't make his mind up, and even in his post-match interview, don't get wrong, it was very very classy of him to mention the fact that the JDC uh, had filled quite a lot of the venue tonight and that they were the future darts. But he also joked, depends what darts he throws, and he doesn't even know himself. How, how can you seriously be hunting down the world number one for the right to that spot? Which he's never had before, by the way, because it's normally occupied by Michael Van Gerwen. Now it's occupied by Gerwin Prize. Right, one more on TV than this year, but the world is so heavily weighted that he just... Can't reel him in as yet, but a win here would would massively help. And he's still tinkering with equipment. I, I despair.
0: Oh, it's it's painful. It's painful watching him switch barrels all the time because we know these these fatter barrels just aren't the right. It's not the right equipment. We know that's not how he performs the best. I know he might tinker with it at home, and maybe he's throwing 120 averages at home. But every time he turns up on stage, it it never comes out as a, as a decent performance. I mean, look, could he win the tournament potentially? He's only got the and the, the champion to beat in this next round, so it should be easy, really, shouldn't it?
2: Should be easy, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, it's just tee that one up. Um, opposite end... No, not opposite end of that group. We're going to move on. <laughs> A little bit frazzled now, but, you know, that, that's what happens when we move at such pace as we do. We spent 10 minutes talking about Fallow, He's done the next three games in six minutes. But we move on... So back-to-back games in Group F, boys. And actually, let's start in opposite order. Let's go Mensal versus Matt Campbell first. Um, convincing victory for Mensal, Sudevich. That pushed him to the top of the group, meaning the next game was an absolute shootout. Um, Mensal has admitted he hasn't played a lot of darts this year. He had a three, four-month hiatus from the sport. He, d- he just put them down due to COVID, travelling, etc., etc. But he's come back with a little bit of a bang since the World Cup convincing 5-0 victory over Matt Campbell who can't help but feel a little bit disappointed in Charlie. We, a lot of people have got a lot of high hopes for Matt Campbell after seeing him in Team Canada for the last two years, doing so on the CDC, earning a tour card through the challenge tour but it just hasn't really clicked for him this week has it?
1: No it hasn't clicked for him um, at all this week and he'll be disappointed I'm sure his performance but you're coming up against Mensa Soljevic who it gave Matt Campbell two chances at the double. He couldn't take it obviously and Mensa took hundred percent on the on the outer ring, which is really impressive for him. Um I think he's in really good form at the moment, an impressive one oh four average from Mensa getting the job done. Um and that'll give him the confidence that he needs. Um and you know, I'm not sure whether he'll have watched the Fallon Sherrett game. I, I presume he will have done, and whether he'll have found out that that's who he's got next, it'll be uh, There'll probably be a few nerves going on in his stomach as well. But look, the performance was good tonight from him. And, you know, 5-0, you you can't really complain with that.
2: You cannot complain with that. Indeed, it's just convincing rolling it back. I mean, his Austrian teammate hasn't been too bad this weekend either. Um, The opposite side of the group, boys, we very nearly had the same situation that we've just seen with Fallon. Luke Comfrey's needed to concede one less leg though, Luke. He needed to beat Jose D'Souza 5-2 or better. He wins 5-3, which is probably I've never seen such a, a flat response to winning a game of darts because it just doesn't happen very often in this sport. Everything's a straight knockout. Normally the group format means that you can win and, and not get out. Um, Luke Humphreys just one leg too short against Jose D'Souza, who got a little bit edgy at times, but the leg that
0: mattered, Luke fell off. Yeah, I mean it's such a funny setup. I, I absolutely love the Grand Slam, and I do love the group, the group setup. But you know, it completely detracts from the fact that he's won that last game. But realistically, because of the leg difference, it, it meant absolutely nothing to win it. So it, it's a little bit hit and miss. You know, it, you, you sort of look at him now and you think, ah, oh, he's won the match. But yeah, it, I don't know. That that's for a discussion for another time. But yeah, I mean, I, I thought you had him by the jugular to be honest at one point when it, you know he was leading, he felt, he felt comfortable. We, we looked like we were probably going to go four one, and then. Just, just gets bitten back. Jose de Souza is just too strong. It, you know, he's got so much talent. He, he didn't win last year for no reason. And yeah, he just had just a little bit too much, but obviously not enough to win it. It's a tough one because I think Luke Humphries has, has played well all year. Hopefully, this is just him slowly building up towards the World Championships for another good run. But unfortunately for this tournament, that's the end of his run.
2: It is indeed. It's been a really, really good 2021 on the telly box for Luke Humphries this year. But he does fall at the group stage here in what was actually a really, really tough group. That was my pick for the tournament of of all four players could get out of it and all four players could most certainly go home. Um, A group that was a little bit more cut and dry than that is Group G, and we've got back-to-back games to talk about from that one, Um, starting with the Green Machine against John Henderson, a 5-1 victory. Obviously broke the record for averages last night. Um, finished this one in sensational style 1-2-5 ball, 25 ball just gorgeous when it goes like that Um, but a 5-1 victory over John Henderson was a bit of a dead rubber um, but he tops the group £3,500 bonus and he now takes on Gary Anderson in the next round which is probably the bigger story from this, Charlie
1: Yeah, definitely, I mean um, look, MBG continues to to go from strength to strength, doesn't he? You just have to see his face after that 1-2-5 went in the smirk that he gave Hendo and the crowd, and um, it just shows that the confidence is there at the moment from MVG, um, and I think he really he's feeling at the top of his game at the moment, and he'll he'll back himself to to go and get through Gary Anderson. But look, a disappointment for for Hendo, um, you know, he was just battered by the better player, wasn't he? Really, and, and MVG is in some some really impressive form at the moment, and you know he, he'll have confidence, he'll be confident that he can go all the way.
2: Yeah, Luke, let's have a quick touch on John Henderson before we move on to the other result in this group. Won the World Cup with Peter Wright, but it hasn't really been the catalyst for his form that everybody expected it to be for John Henderson. Um, He's still not having the best of years despite that, and the results and actually the performances at the minute are a little bit worrying for John Henderson fans.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm not sure everyone's fully aware of the fact that he's probably going to lose his tour card, isn't he? He's in a he's in a lot of danger, and th- this Grand Slam result obviously doesn't help that. So it, it, it's poor from John Anderson. You, you know, no World Championships is is tough, and it, it's going to take a lot to bounce back from that, but. Yeah the form's just he hasn't kicked on since the world cup the form of the world cup was unbelievable let's not let's not doubt it I mean he really did he pulled his weight it wasn't a one one man show with peter right he really did pull his weight but this tournament it's just been just been a bit lackluster he's been a bit flat to be honest and I don't know what it's going to take to, for him to get going he really needs to try and get himself through that um, the world championship qualifier that could be absolutely huge for his year but, yeah, really disappointing this tournament. I i don't know. It's it's difficult. I couldn't pinpoint it
2: to one thing, but the motion just just didn't get going. Yeah, I think we're wrong. When you're drawn in a group with Michael Van Gerwen and Joe Cullen, we're not saying we expect you to go and smash everybody in that group off the board. Lisa Ashton also, fantastic dark player. We're not saying we're expecting Joe Cullen at John Henderson to be three from three with convincing leg difference, completely unscathed just because he won the World Cup. But... We just wanted that little bit more from Big John, who is just not quite delivering at the minute to the level that everybody knows he's capable of. Um, We're going to roll straight back round to Michael Van Gerwen once again because I want to touch on something you said, Charlie, before we hear from Michael Van Gerwen. The confidence is most certainly back with Van Gerwen. And that is no more evident... Then the fact he is prepared to give us soundbite after soundbite right now in interviews. Doesn't matter who he's talking to, where he's having a chat. Marco van Gogh is really enjoying having a conversation recently and
1: digging it into a couple of people, isn't he, Charlie? Well, I mean, the last couple of years that he's had, why wouldn't you? Because he's he's in such good form at the moment that he's, he can have that self-confidence that he can perform. If he if was sort of the form that we've, seen, we've been accustomed to seeing him over the last couple of years, you'd understand that he'd keep it inside of him. And, you know, you don't want to sort of become too big headed and, and you know, too arrogant. But now's the time when he's playing the darts, his darts are doing the talking. And he's a real, he's got a real opportunity now to go all the way.
2: That's the difference, isn't it, Luke? His, his darts are able to back up the talking he's doing at the minute because there was a period of time where. They just weren't able to do that. And he sort of faded off a little bit in terms of what he was saying. And it was just like, I'll be back. I'll keep working at it. It sort of got a little bit repetitive for him. But actually, now that the performances are back and he looks like he's a threat to win things again, Luke. He's allowed to run right again and and, and get that mouth of his moving.
0: I'll be honest, right, and I know a lot of people have said he's been back a couple of months ago, maybe even when he won his, his floor tournament, but for me, he truly came back this week, I think them first two games of this group has really showed me that he's got the bit between his teeth and he's seriously a challenger this time round, I think, you know, Van Gogh is probably going to get emotional if he does win this tournament, it has been a while on TV, but... I think he's starting to realise that he's got to have that dominant personality that he used to have when he used to win these titles, if he's going to go on and do it again. And I think he's just started to... He's thought about it in his head. He's starting to become a little bit more confident. I think, yeah, the darts are obviously backing him up, but it's it's confidence as well. And he's, he's really starting to believe that a TV title is on its way. And I think if it's not the Grand Slam, the Players' Championship or the World Championship is definitely going to be on the horizon. But he's played phenomenal.
2: He is. Let's hear from the Green Machine then. That's why we're giving him the big intro. We've got a clip from his... Um post-match press conference where he starts going on the offensive towards a couple of players who were potentially his opponent. And I've just had news... That one of them responded the game afterwards, so we might have that for you very, very shortly too. This one though is Michael van Gerwen.
1: His game, Raymond will always be a good player, and he can beat anyone on his day. Uh, personally, I would have done it differently. If I retire, trust me, you will never see me again in front of this guy. You know, what I mean, if I retire, I will retire. But uh, this his decision. Probably also has to do with his uh, um, uh, divorce and things like that. Uh, you, he expected, of course, to have a lot of exhibitions. Then Corona hit everyone. Uh, what can you do? Uh, it's his decision, and no one else. Obviously, Gary's not quite at the top of his game at the moment. He's expecting him to start. Yeah, but stop? Gary's Gary. Gary. Sometimes he tries. Sometimes he doesn't try. And yeah, he's very un- unpredictable player. Cheers, mate. Thanks.
2: Does like a natter even about his idling that Raymond van Barneveld. Remember when he first came to the sport and the celebrations started rubbing a few people up the wrong way? He refused to do it against Barney. Respectful, he achieved in the game, I believe, was the way he phrased it. We're going to come back to that interview in a minute, or the response to that interview in a minute. We're going to finish up tonight's games, then we'll play you one more clip, and then we'll look ahead to tomorrow. Um, two games to go tonight. Then Joe Cullen against Lisa Ashton. Five-two victory for Joe Cullen gets him out of the group. Um, obviously, ran into that Van Gerwen record average, Charlie. Not a lot he could do about that one, um, but he comes through the rest of the group relatively unscathed, and he moves on for the first time in his career.
1: Yeah, definitely. Look, he he did what he needed to do. Three one He was impressive in in the game tonight against Lisa Ashton. Um But the first couple of games <coughs> tonight weren't weren't the most amazing games. But um, yeah, it, it's what Joe Cullen needed to do and that will give him a huge amount of confidence going forward. Um, you know, Lee Ashton just hasn't been there this week, but, um, you know, it's, it was job done from Joe Cullen. Yeah, Luke, we, we saw Cullen
2: struggle a little bit recently. He had some personal issues going on with his life, um, but he seems to have <clears throat> been able to put that behind him a little bit and, and get back to focusing on the darts for the last few weeks, and you can certainly see it.
0: Yeah, I think, look, Grieving's obviously a tough process, isn't it? And it takes a while to get over it. But once you get past that point and, and you can really start to focus on the Darts again, I think it will come. And, it, you know, he's become so fluent and, and so much better this year. He's really taken a step up in performances. So it is nice to see him make it through the group. I think on paper, you would have obviously expected Van Gerwen and Joe Cullen to make it through. And he's obviously done the job. He's now just got to get himself prepared for the next round. And who knows, maybe he even gets another crack at Van Gerwen in the quarterfinals. Maybe.
2: I absolutely despise that about the Grand of Darts. But now is not the time to have that rant. Uh, one more game to talk about from this evening. Uh, Michael Smith against Joe Davis. Probably the easiest result to predict tonight. But maybe not the scoreline. Joe Davis putting up a little bit of a fight. You could see visibly how much the throwing action is hurting him. He um, got to the point where the last couple of legs, he just wasn't extending at all. It became a, a flick out of the hand. There was no arm movement whatsoever. Um Fair play to Joe, by the way, though, Charlie, just for for getting up there. If this was a top eight, top 16 player, there's a good chance we'd be sat here criticising them, saying that they should have pulled out, they shouldn't be in this position. But Joe Davis is only really going to get one shot at any of the rewards that he earned from being the World Youth finalist. That was this tournament. And actually, financially, just, just attending is worth an awful lot of money to that young man in comparison to a top 16 player that, that we might have been making those comments about.
1: Yeah, um, look, he's the injuries come at the worst possible time for him. Um, you know, and he's I think he's looking at going to Q school in January. But with that injury, with where they were saying on Sky, will he even be able to make it to that point, especially at the young age that he is, whether that'll be that'll be playing on his mind. Look, the, the game tonight was it was it wasn't the best game to start, to start off with. Um, I mean there was nine missed out. This start at a double from, from Bully Boy in the in the first leg. But yeah, it, it's hard to see a player who's who's holding on to their to their elbow and, and the throw's been affected massively. Um and you could see at the end he was just explaining that to Michael Smith, but he's got a tough decision to make how long he takes now to, to sort of get himself back to and back to sort of back to being fit and ready and, and whether he takes Q school on in, in January. Um but really disappointing to see for for Joe Davis.
2: Yeah, Luke, another quick word on Joe before we hear from Michael Smith. We've seen him a lot in the Live League and we've seen up and down from him in that but obviously he has played a lot of darts. He's probably played a lot more darts than a lot of people because of that Live League and that may well have contributed to this injury and like Charlie was saying, this is not the right time of the year to have to be taking a break because in other sports, if you're injured, you can still do various other little bits of work. If I've got Foot injury or an arm injury, and I'm, I'm a footballer or something. I can still do some fitness work. I can still work on one touch. I can I can still stay involved tactically. I, I'm I'm never too far away from. It. I could do some recuperation work in a swimming pool, perhaps, etc. That doesn't happen in darts. If you've got an arm injury, you literally have to wait for the arm to be fixed, and there's you can't do anything else about it.
0: Yeah, it, it is a tough one. It, it is a really tough one because it could even require surgery. And we know that it does take time. Maybe your throat doesn't come back and it's not exactly perfect. It's not the same as it was before. Yeah. Things can change. It does get difficult. But I, I, one thing I want to comment on is his attitude because it's been an absolute breath of fresh air to see him go up on stage. You know what? He's in pain. He's smiling through the games. He's taking it as it comes. He's pocketed some good money, but more than anything, he's enjoyed the experience. And I think that's what you've got to do. It's a it's a shining example for young players coming through that world youth system to just take the chance and go for it. To pick up four legs when you've got pain in your elbow and pain in your shoulder. Fair enough. You know, there's there's other lads and, and it's Lisa Ashton there who's picked up uh, equal legs, but but Mike Deck has picked up even less. So you just think, you know, he's not done too bad, especially in one of the harder groups. So Good on him for getting out there. I really hope that he obviously gets it mended. He's obviously got talent to make the World Youth Final and, and let's see what we see from him in the future. But I don't think the online darts league has done him any harm whatsoever because I think that's been a really good practice for quite a few players during lockdown.
2: Completely agree. Uh, back to Bully Boy then. He, he tops the group three from three in, in quite a tough group. Let's not forget this is the Gary Anderson, Raymond Van Barnaver group as well. Um, pretty untroubled, to be honest. It's a very, very relaxed Bully Boy up on stage and he's, he's getting the results. Um, let's hear from him. That's that's where we're going to go next. Yeah. Uh, no. The the winning the when win you get the bonus that should have been enough to get me up for anything. But it was back in my mind just thinking it, it's a game. I should win. Instead of like for this and play like you can. But like I said, I'm just happy to get the win. The no matter sixty average or hundred and twenty average, as long as I get the win, I'm board. A little bit of a renewed, I don't know, mentality from Michael Smith there. Admits that he was a little bit lazy and, and lax in preparation for this game. But the right he's saying the right things at the end there. It doesn't matter about the average. He just wants to get over the line. And that's something that we haven't really seen from Bully Boy. He, he's one that will kick himself if the performance isn't the level he expects, Charlie.
1: Yeah, and it's it's what I mentioned on, I don't know if it was last night or the, or the night before, um, about how he's been working hard. Behind the scenes, to be a lot more calmer on stage and and not get angry and not get worked up over things and yeah, he he was up against um, a player that's suffering from an injury, but you just have to get the job done, don't you? Really, and you know he, he would have wanted to do it a little bit easier than that. I, I didn't expect Joe to get a, as many legs as he did, um, but you know he's just happy to get through. I think, and you know he's top the group and you know, he'll he'll obviously take a a bit of time off and then he'll go again on on Thursday night.
2: He will indeed. That then, boys, wraps up tonight's matches, though I did promise us one more interview. I'm not entirely sure what this one is going to say, but after Michael Van Gerwen fired a couple of shots at Raymond Van Barneveld and then turned the gun around and shot a couple at Gary Anderson, the Flying Scotsman has hit back.
1: I'll see. I might get up there and give up big works and I might get the, the right cheese on and uh, stick it to him. We'll see.
2: Simple. Gary just wants to play dart. If you're going to wind him up, he's going to try and stick one on you. I love him. I love the flying Scotsman. <clears throat> right, let's look ahead then to tomorrow night, gents. Obviously, the last 16 is set and we will see four best of 19 matches tomorrow these will come from groups a b c and d um first up what a game this could be ryan joyce against rob cross uh you know the drill by now boys i'm going to ask you for your score predictions in this one a reminder best of 19 so first to 10 um luke as you're from the northeast and so is ryan joyce you're going first
0: Well, I think he's going to have quite a good display. I've been really impressed with him in the group stages. Rob Cross is playing well, but I don't think it's going to be as clean cut as potentially some others will. I'm going to go with 10-8 Rob Cross, but I do think it goes deep, and I do think Ryan Joyce gives himself quite a good performance. I think probably mid-90s averages, but I think it's going to be a good game.
2: Charlie, Ryan Joyce is known as relentless. His finishing when he gets the chance
1: is superb. Will that cause Rob Cross an issue tomorrow? It, It could do. I was looking at 10 uh, 10-7 I think 10-7 um, Rob Cross gets the job done um, It wasn't impressive against James Wade Granted that Wade was on a mission um, When he beat him But it should be a really good game And you know Both players will be will be at it And I, I know there will be twists and turns <coughs> As the game goes on And there's no reason why Ryan Joyce can't get the job done But I think um, Rob Cross wins and I think he wins 10-7 I'm um-
2: bad news for Rob Cross I'm afraid because I'm also backing him, I think he could go really deep in this competition, he he just looks like he's found something once again I'm going to go back to the Premier League he was playing okay, not amazing but he found a base level he didn't really deter from that and he's still adding to that at a minute we can win ugly as well, that is the biggest thing in Rob Cross's game, he can win titles with his B, with his C game, it's not very often we've actually seen him win with his top level game so if he does ever produce it frightening i am going for rob cross i'm gonna 10-6 i'm gonna go one more then you guys get your predictions in in the chat room as well folks i'll try and flash a couple up on screen brandon 10-5 cross craig gordon 10-8 to cross for him um birdie boy says 10-6 joyce the only person in the chat room to back ryan joyce and Lee Boys has exactly the same score prediction as me, so what a waste of the last minute and a half <laughs> of our lives because it's just never going to happen, is it? Brilliant. Next game, <laughs> um, a man who is actually pretty fortunate, i say pretty fortunate to be here. He has not been playing very well of late, but the last performance he put in to qualify for this stage was unbelievable. And unfortunately, I was not here last night to discuss it James Wade is up next against Roby John Rodriguez. He has the experience. He's only failed to qualify for the knockout stages once at the Grand Slam. Phil Taylor and Gary Anderson do have perfect records um, in this tournament. James Wade just won behind them. Charlie, it's your turn to go for a score prediction in this one.
1: Um, James Wade is, I believe, a win. I think he'll win 10-5. Um, I think... the. The difference between the two is the experience that both that wade's got and i think at the right time he will he'll be able to hit the double or score at the right time and that will that's what will kill off rodriguez and i, I think he does win um i think he wins 10-5 uh, if, if, if you look at your screen now
2: are you still sure that. wade wins 10 I, <laughs> I saw you <laughs> hesitate <when> I flashed <laughs> <screen>. <laughs> I know exactly why he's done that, because I realised who said that comment.
1: (laughs) As soon as I said it, you put it up, and I was like, oh, no.
2: (laughs) It's not been your night, has it? Oh, we have an RGR prediction. Or just more will and the hope. Everyone else seems to be going for wavy so far. Luke, what camp are you in tomorrow night?
0: I'm going to join in with the RGR predictions. I honestly was so impressed with him. I fancied him against Bunton, and he went out and did be proud. He was really impressive. I think the pair of them... Both him and his brother have been really impressive in this tournament. I know Rusty didn't actually win a game, but did play really well. But Robbie John Rodriguez against Stephen Bunton, that was one of the best performances we've seen, and it'll go completely unnoticed because of what we've seen tonight, but played well. I'm going to go with 10-7. Still think Wade's a little bit out of form. I think Robbie John has matured. He is getting better. We saw in the World Cup. He's starting to get there. I think he edges it. Interesting that James has flashed up on
2: screen. RJR wins tomorrow. He has a tour card. I haven't looked at the tour card race actually in the last few days, but that will be massive for him and actually that might add a little bit more pressure to the young Austrian shoulders. Um, He has the ability to produce unbelievable moments and reel off a couple of legs, but I just think the sheer consistency, the level of James Wade and actually seems to be playing with a little bit more freedom this week. He said in his interview that um, someone told him off for being a miserable bugger I mean, people have been doing that for the last decade, and he hasn't taken any notice of it. But he has done this weekend, played with a smile, interacted with a crowd, um, and I think ten seven. I think ten seven. Wade is not doesn't quite put people away early enough. He, he lets them stay in the game a little bit longer um, than he probably needs to, and that's why I'm going with that one. Um, up next, boys. Oh, this was very, very nearly an all Welsh battle and an all-youngster battle. Instead, we split them. Gerwin Price in the prime time slot once again, up against the World Youth Champion Bradley Brooks. Um, Luke, look, Bradley Brooks has been fantastic this week. He's, he's shown some grit. He's, he's shown what he's got. But over this longer format, surely, surely, no one here is going to predict Gerwin Price to lose.
0: No, well, I'm not going to. I don't know what Charlie and you're going to say, but I'm not going to predict that uh, that Goen Price is going to lose. I think I've not been awfully impressed with him. I'm going to be honest. I think he's been a little, little bit shaky so far in this tournament. But I think as the, the longer format comes in, you know, he's going to, he's going to start getting into his stride. Bradley Brooks hasn't played badly himself. I think have been quite impressed in the way he dispatched Rusty Jake. What was was good, and, and to be honest, he, he's done himself proud to get through to this stage. But I, I think this is going to be pretty comfortable for for Gary Price. I'm going to go with ten five
1: charlie yeah the other night i had uh had price at the start of my akka at one to five to win and uh he let me down <laughs> this time i'm certain he will get through um i think he wins 10-4 i think the longer format will suit him over bradley brooks i <coughs> think the experience that price has will will be able to see him pass the youngster um as birdie boy says yeah um, but I expect him to, to win and it will be
2: 10-4. I th- I'm, I'm not about to predict Gerwin Price to lose because I think I almost predicted him to not get out of the group or certainly that with the player we're going to talk about in a minute um, and Johnny Clayton thinking that if you're going to stop him you have to catch him early. I don't think Gerwin Price has been that impressive so far. He's been a little bit cold, a little bit slow out the blocks, um, done a fair bit of talking in advance then he was on holiday until pretty late coming into this tournament as well if anybody has him on instagram he still had his feet in the pool 24 hours before his first game in a completely different country um that being said bradley brooks been really impressive but over this longer format that inexperience those odd little mistakes that pressure is gonna start creeping in and i'm gonna go for a 10 10-4 victory for Gerwin Price. He's just got the ability to to run legs (laughs) off at will Um, if he has one little session like that. Trouble for Bradley Brooks, unfortunately. Final game of the evening, boys, before we can finish tonight's show. Um, Before we do talk about that one, folks, if you are in the chat room and you're interacting with us, brilliant. If you haven't done so already, please do drop us a like on the stream. And don't forget to subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. That way you won't miss out on any of our content through the rest of the week. Final game of the night, boys. Johnny Clayton against another youngster that has impressed so far. But it's pretty much going to be the same story as the game we've just spoken about, isn't it, Charlie?
1: Yeah, 10-4, I think Clayton wins. Um, Rafa, he's he's impressed me a lot this week. His maturity... In some of the bigger games, has been so impressive. Um, but when you're up against someone like Johnny Clayton, who's in the form of his life as well, um, you know I think he'll be blown away. And I, I think Clayton gets the job done 10 ten-four.
2: Luke, I had Johnny Clayton not making this stage because I thought if you're going to stop him, it has to be in the short format in the group. But he can't win another title, can he? But this is a pretty nice game to,
0: to ease up into the knockout. Yeah, I mean, look, Rafferty has actually played well and to be honest, he could easily have won all three group games. And let's not forget, he was very close to beating and Price. So, he has played well. He's about to come up against the best player in the world for me right now. And yeah, look, it would be ridiculous if Johnny Clayton goes in and wins another TV title. I'm not going to be the one that says he can't do it. I'm going to say that he wins this 10-6. I do think Nathan Rafferty will keep with him, keep reasonably close. But I think, Clayton's probably going to put in a ton-plus average and just 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 steamroller him in the end.
2: Draw your attention to this comment on the screen, boys. Oh, someone's just gone ten <laughs> nil. Well, hey, someone's gone for a Nathan Rafferty. I Want to go back to this one? The standard this week has been so so good. Could we see that that last little digit in this match or in any match? Surely.
0: If anyone's going to hit one for me, it's going to be Fallon. So maybe Johnny Clayton hits one, but I think there's going to be two and she'll hit one as well. Look, the script's written.
2: <laughs> Tiny tempers written in the stars, blaring in the background. <laughs> I like this score prediction from Curtis, so that is where I'm going to go as well. 10-5 to Johnny Clayton over Nathan Rafferty. Gents, that is all we have time for this evening. Thank you very, very much for joining me here on the Fallout Bar. Thank you very much to everybody watching at home or wherever you are, especially if you are in a pub in the northeast of England. Thank you if you're still (laughs) tuned in to us. Um, Thank you even to you, Lee Boyce, who has been in the venue both times. Fallon's done something ridiculous over the last couple of days in your ridiculous attire that keeps getting you noticed on camera as if you weren't. Big editor for Bayer, but you were really nice to me about the start of the week and my coverage at the World Series. So, you know, I'll, I'll give you a pass, Make You deserve it. You're So, thank you very much. Um, boys, it's been a pleasure. Um, don't forget, guys, by to check us out on social media on Twitter at official officialoldarts, on Facebook online darts, on Instagram and on YouTube, like I said. Head over to our channel to catch the rest of the interviews that we haven't played for you this evening or to catch them all in full if you want more information on that. We'll be back tomorrow around the similar time. We can't ever give you a set time for this show. We're just going to try and go live as soon as possible after the final dart hits the board because that's the premise of the show. Um, thank you very much to our friends at Boyle Sports as well who are making our... Um, coverage this week even better if you are having a flight though please do remember to bet responsibly Um, that boys is all we have time for there's only so many thank yous and and outros I can say Um, so with that thank you very much for watching ladies and gentlemen and have a good one